Welcome, everybody, as we continue our journey looking at stories of hope in the Old Testament, how God brings hope to the hopeless in the challenges that they face. Today, we're going to be exploring hope when you feel like you have nothing to offer. Over 60 years ago, a young guy noticed that his mum had thrown away a tattered old green coat. The coat seemed good for nothing, and hence it was discarded. But the young guy saw something different in the coat, and so he took it back and he made a puppet out of it. A little green puppet with two halves of ping pong balls for eyes. And that green puppet, created by Jim Henson, first appeared on TV in the mid-50s and has since become the most famous puppet in the world. I'm talking about Kermit the Frog. His mum saw a coat that had nothing to offer, but Jim Henson saw it had something to give. This is what's going on in the story that we're looking at today in Judges chapter 6. The story of Gideon, a young Jew who's living in a time where the nation of Israel is being repeatedly attacked by the oppressive Midianites. And into this oppression, God speaks. Arise, mighty warrior, the Lord is with you. But Gideon disagrees with both. He's riddled with divine doubt and self-doubt. Firstly, divine doubt. God clearly isn't with us, Gideon declares, because we see no rescue, no miracles, no wonders. It feels that God has abandoned us. Let's be honest. We can feel like that at times, all of us, when things seem to be only getting worse, when heaven feels silent, where we see no evidence of God's love and power. What's interesting is that God doesn't defend himself. He doesn't make excuses or try to reason with Gideon. My mentor Pete has a saying that sometimes God takes years to do something in seconds. Because the reality is the persistent prayers of the people have been heard. God is about to act. His timing may not be Gideon's timing or our timing, but time and time again we're reminded in Scripture that God will never abandon us. He sees us. He hears us. He's always at work on our behalf in both seen and unseen ways. And God's primary way of working with us is through partnering, which is why Gideon, God simply replies to Gideon's divine doubt with the command, go in the strength you have and save Israel. Am I not sending you? And here's where Gideon's self-doubt kicks in. He longs for the situation to be changed, but he never imagined that God wanted him to be part of the solution. If Israel's hope is on Gideon, then he thinks they're really, really in trouble. Gideon's response couldn't be any clearer. You've picked the wrong guy, God. Go in the strength you have, Gideon says. I've got no strength. My clan is the weakest, and I am the lowest of the low in my family. In fact, the Hebrew word he uses to describe himself literally means insignificant nobody. He completely believes that he's the last person in the whole of Israel that God should pick. But God knows two things that Gideon hasn't understood. God knows Gideon's potential, and he knows the power of divine partnership. You see, firstly, when it comes to Gideon's potential, he sees what Gideon can become, and he's going to draw it out. God looks for potential, not perfection. And he sees great potential in Gideon. He sees a mighty warrior. And when Gideon eventually says yes to the invitation, he becomes a mighty warrior and peace is restored to Israel for 40 years. The same is true for you and I. 
We're all too aware of our faults and frailty, our sins and struggle. And it's not that God sees us through rose-tinted spectacles. He knows what we're like. He knows what we are, but he made us. And so he knows what we can become with him. Stop telling God what you're not and start listening to what God says you can be. The greatest lid to this is the toxic shadow of comparison, something we all battle with and Gideon is riddled with it. And it gets him stuck in this cycle that we can all fall prey to. Firstly, comparison triggered. We compare the skills or circumstances of other people, which makes us feel less about ourselves, resulting in, secondly, confidence knocked. Insecurity is fueled, diminishing our value and significance, leading to, thirdly, compromised calling. We refuse to step up and be who God created us to be, or we seek to be a carbon copy of someone else. This cycle needs to be broken, and we break it by agreeing with what God has to say about us. In Ephesians 2.10, the Apostle Paul writes these words, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Paul reminds us that we break the cycle of comparison by getting clarity and conviction when Leonardo da Vinci painted the stunning Last Supper in the, in the latter 15th century, he didn't make any copies of it. It was done. It was a masterpiece. It couldn't be improved upon. So what did he do next? He then painted the Mona Lisa, another masterpiece. And then more masterpieces followed, all breathtaking in their uniqueness and beauty. When God made us, He made us stunningly unique. We are God's masterpiece. God makes no copies. And he sees the beautiful uniqueness of each of our lives. And he wants to draw out our potential so that we become all he created us to be and do. And we can only do that through the power of his divine partnership. Because God knows that Gideon is weak, but God reminds Gideon, I am sending you. I am going with you, i.e. Gideon, you have the full resources of my love, my power, my promises available to you. With me, anything is possible. This is comforting and encouraging. But don't you just love the ongoing battles Gideon has with his lack of faith in himself and in God? He keeps setting these little faith tests to check that God is really in this. But God is patient and kind and gentle, and he honors those little tests, which eventually gives Gideon the faith to go for it. How do we put all this into practice? Here's a couple of suggestions, but feel free to come up with your own. Firstly, for a season, why don't you write and then pray a short, simple prayer over yourself every day out loud, declaring the truth of what God says about you? I'll give you an example in a moment, but do write your own. Let what God sees in you become your truth and reality. Secondly, what little faith steps can you take, even this week, to be bold and brave in seeing how God might be at work in you? Maybe an act of kindness, offering someone a prayer, inviting someone to a Zio gathering or church at home, sharing your faith. And if you're thinking, I can never do that, then maybe that's the thing that God wants to build divine confidence in you to do, to do what you think you can't. Remember today, with God, there are no nobodies. Everybody is a somebody beautifully, wonderfully, uniquely made for a purpose. 
And the wonder is that it's actually in our weakness that God works, which is good for us and brings glory to him. Pray this prayer with me. Lord, thank you that you intentionally created me. Thank you that you deeply know me. Thank you that you unconditionally love me. Thank you that you have joyfully chosen me. Thank you that you have purposefully planned me. I choose to believe what you say about me is true. I choose to believe in the power of your divine partnership that with you, anything is possible. Help me to live this truth every day in the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. I wonder if we pray that prayer every day out loud, then maybe we'll see the journey from the head to the heart. We'll believe it and live it. God bless you as you seek to do that this week.